0: God to give them one heart to do the commandment of the king and of the princes by the word of the Lord, and they assembled at Jerusalem much people to keep the feast of the unleavened bread in the second month, a very great assembly.
1: All right. So we are uh, going to celebrate the Passover, and what does Hezekiah do in terms of sending out invitations all over, it, uh, all over Judah and? To Israel as well. He invites the Northern Kingdom folk to come down and celebrate the Passover with them as well. Now, when w- w- was the Passover supposed to be celebrated? And when was this Passover being celebrated? Well, you what? What did you say, Kyle? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The only problem with that is, of course,
0: when's it supposed to be? Yes, when's supposed to.
1: The be? months are different. Their first month corresponds roughly to our March. what? March ish. That Valentine was
2: until like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Valentine didn't exist.
1: Technicalities. So, uh, but but this deal of celebrating the second month. Why did they decide to do that? Because they weren't ready to do it the first month. Well, we're not ready.
0: They didn't have the priests ready.
1: Yeah, they the—they weren't consecrated. They weren't, you know, uh, p- prepared in terms of the the purification and all that kind of stuff. So do you think they should have waited until the next year? Yeah, what about this deal of just deciding, okay, we can't do it in the first month, we'll do it in the second month?
0: God instituted the little Passover in the second month, the 14th day. He did? Yes. Yeah. The little Passover? Yes. Yeah. For those who were unable who were impure during the first month.
1: Where do you read that?
0: I don't remember. It's in the law. Read the law.
1: Where is it? <laughs> uh,
3: oh, let it, let it
1: <laughs> Numbers 9. Numbers they five, uh, had the question about people who were unclean <laughs> in the first month. Could they still partake of the Passover somehow? And God replied, yes. If you're unclean in the first month, then you can partake of it on the same day in the second month. It was a make-up Passover that God allowed for people who were unclean, and they are just extending that to the nation that was unclean and not consecrated to partake of the Passover in the first month. So I think they have the authority of Numbers 9 to do this. Now, normally it would be you know, a make-up Passover for a few. In this case, the whole group was unprepared. Um, but I, I, it seems to me that that's probably okay, based upon the principle in, in Numbers 9. Nine one to 14. Thank you. And uh, so they proclaim a decree, this is interesting, in verse 5, throughout all Israel from where to where? Beersheba to Dan. What is it usually? Dan to Beersheba. We're going from the south to the north this time. And that they should come and celebrate the uh, Passover, and they send couriers all throughout uh, the land, telling the people from the northern kingdom, please come down here, please don't be unfaithful, don't stiffen your necks, return, and God will bless you. You know, one relative is extending the hand to the other and saying, come on, we'll help each other. But, in general, what is the response that the, this letter from Hezekiah gets in the northern kingdom? Yeah, they laugh them to scorn and mock them in verse 10. But some men, look at verse 11, of Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humble themselves. That's a big theme in Second Chronicles. Humbling yourself and came to Jerusalem. And the hand of God was on Judah to give them one heart to do what the king and the princes commanded by the word of the Lord. So some are, do humble themselves and come back. I think it's interesting that Hezekiah cares about the northern kingdom, don't you? Yes. Yeah. You know, here's, here's a king of Judah who's really trying to get the people in the north to come back to the Lord and serve him also. The hope for Israel is through Judah, is through the southern kingdom. There is one rather interesting evidence, this kind of secondary, of Hezekiah's real attachment to the northern kingdom. And that was what he named perhaps his only son. Manasseh, the name of one of the northern tribes. So I think you can see Hezekiah having a real interest in trying to unite the whole nation to worship God in the way that he said. Comments and questions? Comments and questions? Did you hear what I said before that? Hezekiah was interested in uniting the whole nation to worship God. Anything? Fourteen to twenty-seven.
0: They arose and took away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and all the altars, for instance, were took took they away, and cast them in the brook brook Kidron. Then they killed the pass the Passover on the fourteenth day of the second month, and the priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves. And brought burnt offerings in the house of the Lord. They stood in their place after their order, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priest sprinkled the blood which they had of the hands of, of the hand of the Levites. For there were many in the assembly that had not sanctified themselves. Therefore the Levites had the charge of killing the passovers, for every one that was not clean sanctified them to the Lord. For a multitude of the people even even many from Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it is written. For Hezekiah had prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon everyone that sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And and the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. The children of Israel that were present, at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day singing with loudest instruments unto the Lord. And Hezekiah spoke comfortably to all the Levites that had good understanding in the servants of, of the Lord. So they did eat throughout the feast for the seven days, offering sacrifices of peace offerings and making confession to the Lord, the God of their fathers. The whole assembly took counsel to keep other seven days and they kept other seven days with gladden for hezekiah king of judah did give to the assembly for her offerings a thousand bulls seven thousand sheep and princes gave to the assembly a thousand bulls and ten thousand sheep and a great number of the priests sanctified themselves all the assembly of judah with the priests and the levites and all the assembly that came out of israel and the sojourners that came out of the land of israel and that dwelt in judah rejoiced for there was great joy in Jerusalem, for since the time of Solomon of Solomon, the son of David, King of Israel, was not And their voice was heard, and their prayer came up to his holy habitation and to heaven.
1: Where are they going to be celebrating this Passover? And so what do they do in fourteen? You want to get the city cleansed of all the idolatrous garbage so that you can properly worship and observe the Passover in Jerusalem. So they do that. Then on the 14th of the second month, they slaughter the Passover lambs. And uh, you've got a problem. What's the problem?
0: There's a lot of them that
3: aren't purified. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of people who haven't purified themselves, haven't gone through the the consecration necessary, and yet they eat the Passover. What do you think about that? It's not right. What does God think about things like that? Not happy. Yeah. You know, God demands certain standards for those who worship him. And you come before God impure, unconsecrated, and, and God is angry, and God punishes. And I think the indication is here that God punishes these people who partook of this Passover uncleanly, so to speak. Um, look at verse 18. A multitude of the people, even many from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Zebulun, had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover otherwise than prescribed. Now, in this case, what does Hezekiah do? Praise. He prays for God to pardon. pardon. And the Lord, in verse 20, he heard. he heard and He healed. Now, if He healed, what does that imply? Sick. Yeah. Is that the only time in the Bible you can think of somebody becoming sick because they don't properly partake of a God-given feast? 1 Corinthians 11. Because they didn't partake of the Lord's Supper correctly in 1 Corinthians 11.30, For this cause many among you are weak and sickly, and many are dead already. You know, God had punished them with sickness and even death as a result of their improperly partaking of the Lord's Supper. Apparently, something similar was happening here. There are people unclean trying to partake of the Passover, Nice, they were partaking of the Passover, but they weren't supposed to partake of it that way. And and Hezekiah prays to God, and God hears, and and he forgives them, and he heals them. Now, look back at 2 Chronicles 7.14. Is not this an example of, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. These are people who are humbling themselves and praying, and God is hearing and healing. He's doing what he had promised that he would do. Comments and questions? What was that, 714? 2 Chronicles 714. Yeah. yeah. You might even notice like in verse eleven, some of them humbled themselves. they have done that part too. So so this is kind of a pattern of Second Corinthians seven fourteen. It is amazing how people misuse what did I say? Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, sorry. It is a it's amazing how people misuse passages like this. And, and I think, you know, it just tells us that we need to study these things a little bit more carefully. Um, because I've seen this used to say, for example, well, um, you know, they didn't partake of it on the right day, but God was okay with that. It doesn't really make any difference if we really follow the rules of God all that closely. Or they partook of it unclean, but, but God was okay with that. You know... So we don't have to be that careful about what we do or whatever. Well, you start looking at it, and they partook of it on a different day, a day God said to partake of it if they weren't consecrated. According to Numbers 9, they did exactly what God had said. And when they partook of it, when they were unclean, God was striking them with sickness, and they had to pray for forgiveness for God to hear and heal them. So I think this is not a passage that authorizes irregularities. This is a passage that says we ought to avoid them. Um, You know, I think so often, you know, and maybe you've never heard people use this passage this way, but I think so often people don't study carefully before they jump to a conclusion. All right, do you have a comment or question through uh, through verse 20? Those are a couple of important points. All right, so uh, they do partake with great joy, and uh, they do something kind of interesting. How long do they celebrate this feast for? And then, yeah, they 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 make a one-week feast into two. That remind you of anybody? Do I? Yeah there was a feast before, a week-long feast before the Feast of Tabernacles. Who did that? King. A king that we've studied in the last two days. Solomon in connection with the dedication of the temple. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of a parallel of that. In fact, notice verse 26 even specifically mentions Solomon here. And the enormous quantity of sacrifices in verse 24 would kind of remind you of Solomon. So, You know, they they are so enthusiastic about worshiping God, they extend the feast another week. They have a two-week feast of dedication to the Lord. Um, Overall, I mean, Hezekiah is proving to be, I think, a very good king. Very spiritual, very focused on bringing the people back to the worship and the pattern that the Lord has set. Comments and questions. That would be, uh, I think, Second Chronicles seven. All right, thank you. Do we need the fan on? Yep. I got one. I got two
3: too.
2: You <laughs> like we're barbecuing down here. Um, I'm great. Are you
1: great? I'm we got Cami great anyway. Seven
2: minutes
1: ahead of schedule. Oh awesome, we're seven minutes ahead of schedule. Should we take a seven minute break? No, okay. Do what? All right. Uh, any questions or comments on 30 then? All right, can we work on 31? How about uh, 1 through 7? Oh, Somebody besides Caleb, read. We're tired of him.
3: All this is finished, all Israel that was started went out to the state and to, and took to the pillars and reached down the action, and both down the high places in the office, as all children that went beneath him, also in the master of the until they had destroyed the land. And all the children of Israel returned, every man to his at do their own He appointed the portions of the priests and moved by touch of their portions, every man according to the churches. Both the church and the by for burn, burn offerings and the church, for peace offerings ministering to the saints, And grave the days of the camp of Jehovah. He appointed also the key portion of the sub of the substance the burn offerings for the morning and evening burn offerings and and the burn offerings for the Sabbath and for the new moon and for the set that feast has be written in the law of the holy. Moreover, he commanded the Lord to the people to dwell and do with him the portions of the peace and the levites, that they may give themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel gave so in abundance the first was grain, new wine, and oil, and honey, and all of the increase of the field. And, they, and the tithes of all things brought they in abundance. And the children of Israel and Judah that dwelt in those because they also brought in the tithes of oxen, sheep, and the tithes of the dedication which were consecrated unto Jehovah's the God. They raised them by heaps. In the third month, they began to lay the foundation of the seed. And then the seventh month.
1: Okay. Again, you see a great deal of focus on following the law of God and on the worship of God. In verse 1, what are they doing? Tearing down the idols where? Yeah. Hezekiah is having an influence on people in the northern kingdom as well as down in the south. And uh, destroying the the centers of idolatry. In verse 2, what is he doing? Yeah, organizing the priests, the Levites, to offer the sacrifices and to perform their duties. In verses 3 and 4, what's he doing? Yeah. What the king's supposed to be giving of the burnt offerings and so forth for the Sabbaths, which are weekly, the new moons, which are monthly. Uh, well, let me, let me t- try that again. In verse 3, he also appointed the king's portion of his goods for the burnt offerings, namely for the morning and evening burnt offerings, that's daily, the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths, that's weekly, for the new moons, that's monthly, and for the fixed festivals, that's annual. Uh, no, I think he's talking about like the uh, um, animals that the king was supposed to provide on those occasions. The oh, so daily... Giving? O- uh, yes, I think so. That's my uh, take on that. That the king's responsible to provide from the, uh, from the nation, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, and annual sacrifices on particular occasions. And then he commands the people, in verse 4, to do what? Two. That's how the priests and the Levites are supported, by the various sacrifices and offerings of the people according to God's law. But why, why give the priests and Levites all this stuff? What's the goal? Why are, we, why are we supporting the priests and Levites? Not just that. Look at verse 4. Isn't this interesting? Do you see that in verse 4? So they can devote themselves to the law of the Lord.
0: So that the food wouldn't take up time. Them preparing would take up
1: the time. Exactly. If you support them, then they can spend full time devoting themselves to the law of the Lord. Why would you want the priests and the Levites to spend so much time with the law of the Lord?
2: <laughs>
1: to teach the people. I think it's a good answer. You know, you want them to know the law to be able to, to teach that and to follow it in, in, among the nations as a whole. Think about preachers today that, you know, are supported. Why are they supported? Well, for a variety of purposes, to evangelize, to edify, to teach, but also to study well the word of the Lord. Is it important to us that there be some people who spend a lot of time studying the Word? How does that affect us? Absolutely. I mean, I want to make that point. Not that that's the only point uh, to be made. But but I want you to think about something like this. You know, most of you know L.A. Mott stuff. And uh, it's really helpful stuff. Many of you have used it. Uh, His work on Philippians is the best thing I ever read on Philippians. It's really good. Now, how was L.A. Mott able to write really good stuff? Well, he spent a lot of time studying the Word to be able to understand it and communicate it. And that's a blessing for me, anyway. I've learned a lot from him and from others like that. And so, you know, let's not downplay the importance of there being people who really, really learn the Word of God well. And I would make a plug right here. The point is not that you need to have somebody paying you to be able to study. The point is you need to have time to be able to study. Are there any of you here who have time to be able to study? Some of you have a good bit of time. Some of you don't, depending on your age and circumstances. But sometimes young people are in a perfect opportunity to really learn a lot and be a big help. So I think that's interesting, that they, they, he wanted the people to give the portions to the priests and Levites for them to be able to devote themselves to the law of the Lord. And then you've got the tithes in verses 5 through 7. <coughs> All right. Comment through verse seven? All right, how are we doing, guys? You look a little less uh focused. We got you.
3: We got you.
1: Cards. Go ten, more minutes. ten more minutes. Take a break. All right, we'll go to we'll go his thing stops, and then we'll take a break. All right, eight to thirteen.
2: And when Hezekiah and the rulers came and saw the heap, they blessed the Lord and His people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests the Levites, concerning the heap. Nazarite, chief the priest of the house of Zadok said to him. Since the contributions began to be brought into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat, with plenty left over. The Lord has blessed his people, and this great quantity is left over. Then Hezekiah commanded them to repair rooms in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. And they faithfully brought in the contributions and the tithes and the consecrated things. And Canath, and uh, the Levite, was the officer in charge of them, and his brother Shimei was second. <coughs> and Jehiel mm-hmm. Azahizaza, Nathaniel, Aisha Hell, Jerry Moss, Zozabad, Hillel, Ishmael, and Benahiah were overseers of the authority of Kedekiah and Kedekiah, and Shimeiah by the appointment of King Hezekiah and Azariah with the chief officer of the house of God. All
1: right. We are bringing the tithes. They are supplying the needs of the priests and the Levites. What was
2: this?
1: We are bringing the tithes for the priests and the Levites, and how are they doing in terms of being well supplied supplied by the tithes? There's tons left over, so what does Hezekiah do? builds rooms and puts people in charge of the storage of the uh, food and so forth that had been brought for the priests and Levites. They're going to not have only some this week. They're going to have some for some time to come because the people are faithfully bringing in the tithes. Comments and questions?
0: This shows how, how much God would be taking care of all his people if they would just do things his way. I mean, you know, from God's law from the beginning was set up to take care of the entire nation. And if they would have followed him from the beginning, everything would have worked out.
1: Good point. Other comments? All right. Um, 14 to the end of the chapter.
3: every day replied for their service in their offices according to their courses. And them that were reckoned by the genealogy of the priests by their fathers' houses, and the Levites from twenty years old and upward in the offices of by their courses. And them <coughs> that were reckoned by the by genealogy of all their little ones, wives, and their sons, and their daughters through all the congregation, for in their office of trust they sanctified themselves in holiness. Also for the sons of Aaron, the priests that were in the fields of the suburbs of the cities, in every... He, there were men that were mentioned by name to gave portions to all the males among the priests, and to all that were reckoned by the genealogy among the priests. And thus did Hezekiah through all all Judah. And he wrought that which was good and light and faithful before the Lord his God. And in every word he be, that he began in the service of the house of God and in the law and in, and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God. He gave all his heart and prosper.
1: What are we doing here in this section, can you tell? Tribute. yeah we're, we're we're passing this out and and providing it for the levites and the priests allocating it to people in their cities the levites obviously are in various cities and so we're getting the uh, tithes and the offerings to the people to the levites and priests as they need it they're enrolled they're enlisted we've got an orderly distribution system here uh, so that all the priests and levites are provided for Again, don't you find it interesting that what we've seen about Hezekiah in three of the four chapters dedicated to him is the uh, reconsecration of the temple, this big Passover, and the reinstitution and apportionment of the tithes? Isn't doesn't this fit so well into the themes of Chronicles, the temple, the priesthood, the worship? the offerings. That's the emphasis here. In Kings, it's on the political stuff with Hezekiah. We'll only have one chapter devoted to that. It'll be the next chapter. Uh, And as he concludes in verse uh, 20, Hezekiah was a good king. He did what was good, right, and true before the Lord. He really sought God. That seeking God is a big theme in Chronicles. And he did it with all his heart, and God blessed him. All right. So that's the first three months of Hezekiah's reign. Questions, comments? Commentarius. Thank you. All right, very good. Let's take a break. You've done good. We've only got five more chapters to go.